Welcome to another edition of Mind of a Madman. Right off the top, uh, I want to apologize to you guys. It's, it's you know it's been a hot minute since I've, I've done one of these. Uh, not because I haven't wanted to or been trying to, but uh, we're currently uh, I'm actually moving into uh, a decent sized studio. So uh, as we're setting things up and moving equipment from you know where I record the show now to where we're going to be recording the show, uh, there's been you know basically a gap where you know things you know weren't. Things didn't, didn't stick to schedule, and yeah, you know, I didn't have a microphone or anything to use. So we're, you know, uh, I set up temporarily here so I can you know, get one of these out to you guys. So with that being said, let's get started. Um, as always, you know, we always start with something in the news, a couple, a, a couple things in news, like some paranormal types of things. So our first story is entitled "American Military and Scientist Reveals Advanced Alien Tech Is Being Withheld from the Public." <clears throat> Emery Smith is one of the most interesting individuals to have ever lived on on this planet. And he's had the opportunity to do some amazing discoveries in his life. Make some discovery, amazing discoveries in his life. While working for the U.S. Uh, Air Force, for example, he had the opportunity to study organic materials that were by all accounts considered to be alien belonging to alien spacecraft, and he's even had the chance to fly one of these spacecraft and even test the aliens out in exchange for money and resources. I'm not sure what what he means by test them out. Uh, He talks about his experiences in life as it started when he was was 18 years old. Even back then, he was part of... When he was part of the U.S., U.S. Air Force, he, uh, his experiences, uh, managed to tell, managed, well, this article is really written badly, that's, that's number one, that it's, that it's not true, but let's see if I can get the pieces together here, even back then, he was part of the, even back then, when he was 18 years old, he was part, when he was part of the space, the U.S. Air Force, um, through the experiences he had, he managed to study materials unknown to man. Prior to mankind, prior to him, he studied the material for over three thousand alien space alien species, even going as far as to expose them to anti-gravity, zero-point energy, and even three D holographic imaging. We all know by now the government is on the hunt for alien spacecraft, but who is in charge of actually studying them? Emery claims that he was one of these men. He told us, though, that through the interview. That through his groundbreaking discoveries, many of this, many of this, of the diseases we have cured today, were all thanks to technology he scanned in the past. This alien technology is definitely what is helping the world evolve at such a rapid rate. So, I don't know. Like I said, this article is written badly to begin with, uh, and said that, you know, he had held, you know, objects from th- from, from, from 3,000 different alien species. You know, if you listen to, you know, the most believable uh, investigators of extraterrestrial life, to even, to even the ones that are the most out there, and you know, you have to be skeptical of them. None of them even come close to saying that there are 3,000 races visiting us. I mean, I've heard anywhere between three races up to, like, 20 or 30 races, but but not 3,000. I don't know if the story is true or not. Um, it was just one that, that got that got sent to me, and I, th- you know, I, you know, I wanted to pass it along to you, but 
I I don't know. I I really don't believe much of what's being said here, just because of the other article itself. So, oh, here we go. Our second article. Around around the turn of every year, we always hear a couple of these guys coming out of the woodwork, and this year's going to be no different. And that is, uh, a time traveler warms warns upcoming Christmas Day event will change human lives forever. We keep hearing this over and over, you know, around this time of year, you know, time travelers come out and say that the apocalypse is going to happen. So let's let's see what this one says. The time traveler who claims they're back from the year 2485 has shared key events that will happen in December and says that on Christmas Day something will shock the world. A self-proclaimed time traveler has dropped his latest predictions for the last month of 2021 and said that there will be two important dates that will shock the world. Vanonet... Wait. The... Uh... That only... Oh, that one time traveler. That That's his name. That one... It's all pushed together one word. That one time traveler, is his username, who claims to be coming from the year 2485, previously shot stardom when he earned... When he warned Earthlings of great discoveries to be found in the Atlantic Ocean. With no proof of anything happening, he gave brief details on two specific dates in December. He said on his, in his latest post, on December 20th, eight humans will receive uh, superpowers from energy waves of the sun. It's kind of crazy because they're warning of some kind of solar storm that could be coming here in the next couple of days, which would be pretty close to the 20th, so... Maybe someone listening to this podcast will be super. You'll, you'll be one of these eight humans to, to receive superpowers. If you do, you gotta come on the show. If you listen to this now and you get these powers, come on the show and tell us about them. Uh, on December twenty fifth, Christmas Day, something big will happen on this day that shocks the world and changes the way humans live forever. It will shock the entire world. The day, the big day, is remembered for centuries. This will one hundred percent prove that I am a real time traveler don't forget the date his followers quickly jumped to the comments and made their guesses one said of course December 25th is the birthday of our savior Jesus is born for the 221st time a second joked a third wrote this is true Christmas is always remembered every year by families reunions and gatherings but others were less convinced by the so-called predictions when did your predictions actually come true, one asked. Better off watching The Simpsons. They're more, they're much more accurate. Speaking of that, The Simpsons are very accurate with, with their time, with, with their, with their, their uh, predictions of the future. We're actually, actually going to be having uh, an episode of that coming up very shortly here. Right after the new year. Um, another suggests, well, if it happens, or, well, if you tell us and it happens, we'll, we'll, we'll know it's real. So, you know, it's just one, another one of these time travelers claiming that, you know, something's going to happen and, you know, one of three things is going to happen. Well, one of four things. Either A, this guy is full of total crap, nothing's going to happen. B, the guy is full of total crap and he's going to get extremely lucky and something does happen. C, the guy is telling the truth. And everything will happen the way he says it will. Or D, remember we talked about time travel before. Scientists aren't so sure that when you go back in time, if you stay on the same timeline. 
when he traveled back to our time, he might have went into a different into a different parallel universe. And, you know, what's true in his universe might not be true in our universe. Something might not happen. He may really be telling the truth. I don't know. I haven't seen one. I haven't seen... I've yet to see a time traveler that has proved himself 100%, so... Or even even 50%, so... We'll see if, if anything happens big on, big on Christmas Day, and we'll see if, see if we get eight superhumans on, uh... On, uh, the 20th here, so... Remember those dates... Third story, asteroids set to pass Earth is the size of the Eiffel Tower and big enough to wipe out humanity. Earthlings are being told to not to fear a massive skyscraper-sized asteroid that will pass by our planet, even though millions of people would be killed if it hit us. Uh, let's see here. A massive asteroid is big enough to kill millions of people if it ever hit. The flying rock is over a thousand feet long, which is bigger than the Eiffel Tower, and just smaller than the Empire State Building in New York. However, NASA has reassured anyone anyone worry of the pre-Christmas apocalypse that the approaching 4,660 oh, it's, it's named 4660 nearest asteroid poses no danger to life on Earth. It has still been labeled as by astronomers as potentially hazardous because it will come within 4.65 million miles of our home planet. Uh, I mean that is sort of close. I mean the moon's about a quarter of a million miles. This is this is almost well this is almost ten times further away than than the moon is from the, from the Earth. I don't know, it's more than that. It's uh, this is almost twenty times further away than the, from the Earth than the moon is. But it's still, you know, in a cosmic sense, it's very, very close. So, hopefully this thing doesn't hit us. <laughs> and our last story, it's entitled, China Moon Rover Will Investigate Cube-Shaped Mystery Object on the Lunar Far Side. So, if if, if you don't remember, uh, uh, China has put a uh, rover on the dark side of the moon. And they've been exploring with it for the last couple months. Uh, story goes on to say that the the U two two rover is on a, is on a roll. It's been exploring the far side of the moon since early na- twenty nineteen. Okay, so it's been there for over a year. As part of uh, China Chang E four lunar lander mission, it now has its eyes on a strange looking cube shaped object. It's spotted in the distance. Uh. The rover team is planning to drive over and get a closer look at the object. As uh, as with U two U22's intriguing discovery of a gel-like substance inside of a crater in 2019, the substance turned out to be glassy-looking rock. And as far as uh, they know, Stanley Kubrick never planted a monolith on the real moon, and those metal sculptures that were once all the rage on Earth haven't been, haven't made it to trek across space. U22's view of the cube is fuzzy and far off, so the ob- object's true nature should become clearer as the rover gets closer. The most likely explanation is it's a boulder. This part of the moon is pockmarked with impact craters, which can feature quite a bit of chunky debris. The Chang'e 4 mission repents the first surface exploration of the far side of the moon. 
The rover's work has helped scientists learn about what's happening with the ge geography under the lunar surface. Uh, so, oh, here we go. This, this rover has already traveled 2,756 feet, about a, about a half a mile, across the moon. So, uh, yeah, this you'll, there's there's really nothing, nothing to see. It's just a blurry, it looks like two little blurry dots off on off on the uh, edge of this picture. It's something that, that this this rover has found. This camera's going to investigate it. So it's probably like this. There's going to be more moons, but hard to tell. So with all that being said, uh, let's get on to uh, our story this week. This one. I don't know if if uh, you've been drinking or if you've been doing some illicit drugs, you might want to turn this off and come back to it because this might totally blow your mind. <laughs> uh, so what we're going to talk about here is this week we're going to look at the theory of any theory that's been going around for a long time, even spawning a movie franchise. We're going to talk about living in a simulation. When I mention living in a simulation, I'm sure one of the first things that pops into your head is Neo in the Matrix. Or you maybe remember the video game from the early 2000s, The Sims. This theory is more like The Sims, although there are some versions that are close to follow The Matrix as being line, or uh, The Matrix, but the main theory is more like the video game The Sims. So let's start from the beginning. Let's look at computers. If you look at how far they have come in just 40 years. When I was a child, back in the early 80s, computers were gigantic. Now your cell phone has thousands of times of computing power and abilities. Computers are advanced. Or computers are advancing at light speed, so the future is going to hold mind-boggling advances. Look at gaming systems. Forty years ago, the Atari was the king, and if you've ever played it, the, gra the graphics are extremely crude. Extre it's, it's like little blocks, and it's very, very crude. Uh, now with systems like you know, PlayStation Five, a uh, new Xbox system out. You know, pl you know, like if like 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 you're playing a game of Madden, the it, it looks like you're really watching a football game. It's hard to tell the difference. And if you've ever used the Oculus virtual reality system, uh, virtual reality looks very very real now. It's very realistic. It's so close to what you know what you'd really experience. Uh, it's 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 on the verge of being, you know, lifelike and realistic. This technology, too, will advance in huge ways. Then you throw in the fact that artificial intelligence is advancing in leaps and bounds. It's only a matter of time until we are able to create an artificial intelligence that is conscious, making it a living organism in an electronic sense. So basically, it's... Uh, one of the main... One of the main definitions of life besides it eats it breathes it reproduces is that it's that it has a conscious conscience you know it's self-aware it can make its own decisions and we're very close to making the computer be able to do that so i guess so so like what i'm saying is in an electronic sense it, it would be it would be a living entity so um if you've ever played the video game The Sims. It's basically a family of simulated computer characters that you control uh, most of their actions. You know, you, you know, you basically decide when they're going to eat, when they're going to go to the store, when they're going to work, when they're going to wake up, when they're going to sleep, when they're going to play and interact with each other. 
you can basically make all their life choices for them, big ones and small ones. You know, and you basically you know, see how you know, see how your city your, or see how your family advances, and you know tells you if you're doing a good job or not. You know, running your family. Um, so it's only a matter of time before we are, we are able to make those characters conscious, able to make their own decisions, and choose basically. And, and choose every and make all their own choices, basically giving them free will. <clears throat> they will lead a normal day-to-day life without us having to interact with them, and they wouldn't even have an idea that they were artificial intelligence in a, in, in a simulated environment. We could then use this as a chance to study different social situations. If the characters in a simulation don't know they're in a simulation, then it is possible that we are those characters and we're in a simulation. So what I'm saying is, right now, you and me are sitting here. What you know, we think everything is real. We, you know, you know, everything looks real. Everything feels real. What if you and me right now are sitting in a video game right now ourselves? Right now, we are the Sims. We are on somebody's computer from in the future. It's not that out. It's not that far out to believe. Uh, you know, it's not just crazy people wearing. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, you know, it's just not crazy people wearing tinfoil hats that, that believe this is possible. Elon Musk recently said during an interview <clears throat> that he feels there's a 50% chance that we are living in a simulation. Science is slowly uh, suggesting that this is possible as well. Many scientific theories suggest that matter doesn't exist until it's being observed. Basically saying that anything from a room in your house to all the cars on the street you live on aren't act, aren't really there and do not exist until someone's observing them. So, like right now, you know, I'm sitting in this one room in my house. And if there's no one else inside my house observing the other rooms, like, like you know, like, in them, you know, like, like observing them with their senses, seeing them or hearing or smelling, or if not, if no one else is observing the rooms of my house, theoretically, they don't exist at, currently. They don't exist. And then once you know, once they go and you know, once somebody opens that door or smells a smell coming from them or hears a sound coming from them, then they then they then they exist again. The theory is really hard to wrap wrap your head around, but that that but that's actually a theory. That's been going around for a long time. That's been, you know, that you know, it's been uh, debated for a while if it's actually true or not. This is exactly what a video game does to save processing power. Take, for instance, Super Mario Brothers. Let's say you're playing World Four. Your gaming system only accesses the files for Level Four, for World Four, completely ignoring the the other one, or completely ignore ignoring. The other uh, levels, World One, Two, Three, Five, and above, um, until you advance to the next to a higher level, or until you start the game, restart the game in the future, and start at a lower level. Your gaming system does its preserve power. You don't need to simulate things that aren't being used. So, like I said, this is exactly what a, what a video game would do. So, if matter in our universe truly doesn't exist unless it's being observed. And perhaps we are in a simulation, and all matter is just computer data. 
if everything in this universe, in our universe, is just data, then, uh, you know, a sim if everything is data throughout the universe, and we're in a simulation, then we should easily be able to travel through time, backwards and forwards, because if it's data, data can be paused, can be rewound, gone back and looked at, um, and this this would also uh, explain the uh, acoustic records. The acoustic records would be the hard drive for the simulation that we're living in. It would also explain the law of attraction because if you don't know what the law of what the law of attraction is, success, successful pe people use this. Actually, everybody uses it and doesn't even realize it. You know, you think, all right, everybody wakes up every day. Say it's somebody who's poor has no money. You wake up in the morning thinking, you know, I'm poor, I have no money. You don't get no money. Every every day, yo, all right, you keep thinking, I'm poor, I'm poor, I'm poor. Well, if you wake up in the morning and, and you start saying, you know, with, you know, if you wake up with the mindset of believing every day, you know, I'm going to make $100,000 this year. And if that person truly believes it, I mean, you have to you have to live it and believe it, and you have to know in your heart that's going to happen. More than likely, you're going to make, you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars. You'll find a way. Your mind, whatever your mind is willed to do, is what your mind will do. You know, it's like you know, uh, you see these people who have been overweight for years and years, four, five, six hundred pounds, and you know they you know in their mind they think I can't lose this weight, I can't lose it, I can't I I can't lose it, so. They're, uh, so they're uh, so from the universe they're attracting that they're going to be overweight and continue to continue to, to be heavy. But when they find a reason to want to lose that weight, and they put their mind to it, and they tell themselves, "I'm going to lose this weight," and they truly believe it, and it happens, and they drop all this weight off. That's the, that's the law of attraction. And you can use the law of attraction for anything, for material things, for physical things, for emotional things, for anything. It's all your mindset. Well, if this is a simulation and everything's data, that would definitely explain how that could be made how that could be made possible. <clears throat> um let's see here. So Uh, you might think that this is way too that that this whole theory is way too far out there and be you know you'll be real, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense in a way, you know. And uh, so to begin with, if we're not living in a simulation, then not too far in the future, we will have the technology to be doing it ourselves. And when that technology is available, I guarantee you. Scientists will run simulations of artificial life. The amount of information you can gather is immense. You can run certain events in history and make small changes and see how things would have turned out differently, or start life from the beginning and see how human see if human history would repeat itself, or if we would, or, or if a small factor would have made us do something differently, totally different. It would be even more useful than time travel because time travel. If you know, basically, it's this you know, point A through B happened, and you're just you're basically just observing A through B. If we could create a simulation, 
we can make anything happen from A to B. And you know we can change different things, you know. And and you know what if what if what if the Nazis would have developed nuclear power first? What if, you know, Adolf Hitler would have never been born? What if you know, the what ifs are immense. Um. So. Uh. That point. So that so what what would point us to to believe that we're in a simulation? Well, like I just said, the fact that if it hasn't happened, it will. So if if we're not in a simulation, very soon in our timeline, we will have a, we will have computers with simulated beings on them that won't know, that will not know that, know that they're simulated. Sleep. Scientists to this point still don't understand why we actually have to sleep. Um, they have some ideas. They have some theories. What if when we sleep? We're getting upgrades, and you know, and we're downloading, you know, new new software and stuff. What if that's why we sleep? We sleep to upgrade and to recharge, or you know, whatever. Uh, then you look at dinosaurs. You know, when you think about it, like they don't. It's just weird how they're there, but they're not. Like, like they were there at one time and they're gone, and it's you know could it, could it, could it be possible that that um, the simulation that that we're living in, they started out like tweaking like 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 early life forms and they created dinosaurs and you know they had to create you know whatever happened to get to get rid of them so that they could make make way for human life or maybe that was a previous simulation. And, like, you know, not all the data got erased, so that's why their fossils are still underground, because not all of them got erased. Um, like I just said, you know, uh, the law of attraction, you know, and manifesting things for yourself. That one, that would, that would make, that makes much more sense in a universe that's a simulation versus a real life simulation, or, uh, you know, uh, universe. Parallel universes. Um... Maybe the reason that there's so many parallel universes is that each parallel universe is its own simulation on different computers somewhere else. Maybe there really is only one universe, but then there's these parallel universes on all these different computers all across the world. Or by now, it could be you know we could be living in space by now. Um, and, and at the same time, you know, isn't it kind of weird how how, how our technology how it, how it was so slow developing over thousands of years, it just chugged along real slow, real slow, real slow. Then we hit the industrial the industrial revolution, and in 50, 60 years, we went from horse and buggy to rocket ships going to Mars. It's crazy. Um, this one's actually taken from the movie The Matrix, but it's just true. Maybe that explains why so many things taste like chicken. Maybe it's because, you know, there's just, you know, to save space uh, programming, they just made a lot of things taste taste like chicken that way, you know, so they could save space on, uh, space on, you know, you know, uh, file space and stuff. Ghost, uh, maybe ghosts that, that you always see aren't really ghosts or spirits, 
Maybe it's feedback or interference from other simulations that are running on the same computer or on the same network as us. You know, maybe there's a computer that a computer that that's that's running two or three simulations at the same time, and there's you know and there's interference be- between the two, and you know sometimes right you know they bleed off in our universe and we see them as ghosts, and maybe we're bleeding off into another simulation every once in a while and they're seeing us as ghosts. Just just a thought. And finally, the Mandela effect. The biggest way that you can explain the Mandela effect in one nice, neat little package is, what if the Mandela effect was a software update that went wrong? Some of us got the right updates that changed the small things through history, and some of us didn't get it. Or it was, it was uh, you know, it was a, a corrupt file, and we never got that update or upgrade. That's why, you know, we, we some of us still remember things differently. So on the flip side of this, what are the limitations to this actually being real? Well, one of the biggest things holding us back right now is the processing speed on computers. We would need... We, we would need computers that are a lot faster than what, than what we currently have. Although, if we're in a simulation... If we're in a simulation, then it's probably someone, someone from way, way, way in the future from where we're from our from the current timeline that we're sitting at. You know, supposedly we're at the we're at the end of 2021 in human history. Maybe we're on a simulation from somebody who's actually running this from the year 2250. Well, by then they've got the processing power figured out. And uh, another, the other limitation is just power in general. To run simulations, they would be, they would make things so lifelike like we have now, and um, with you know seven billion people in each simulation, and to have all the stars observable at any time, moment in time, and the power would be immense. Like it would, it would take all the world's power to just run one simulation, and then some probably. Well, if this if if we really are sitting on a sitting on on if we really are a simulation on somebody's computer and it's and they're actually in the year twenty two fifty or beyond, they've probably figured out power. I mean, they're almost without a doubt not on fossil fuels no more. You know, they're definitely almost they're almost definitely on all solar power or zero point energy. Another great topic for a future episode. So at the end of the day though, here's my here, here here's what I present to you. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter if we're in a simulation or if we're real. You, me, and everybody else, we still need to wake up, go to school, or go to work. You still have you still have to lead an everyday life. Besides, maybe we're better off not knowing. If we all discover that we truly are in a simulation, then a person running the simulation on a computer might decide it's time to end the experiment. Because... If we know we're a simulation, we're going to act differently. And, you know, if they would decide that, you know, our, our simulation's over, you know, with one flip of a switch, everything we know, you know, your hometown, your state, your country, this whole planet, our entire universe, would be turned off in a second, and it's all over. So, 
ultimately we're probably better off not knowing if this is a simulation or not. Because like I said, you know, we, you know, I still have to wake up tomorrow. I still have to go to work tomorrow. I still have bills to pay. It doesn't matter either way. So, uh, you know, let me know what you think. Do you think we're living in a simulation? Do you think we're... This is real, true life, you know? Definitely be fascinated to see what everybody thinks after, after this one. Because I know this one... Just reading the material... Was a was a real mind blower. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I was so overwhelmed, and I had so much material that I had to filter down into, you know, a twenty minute segment. It was so much. So, if you have any thoughts on this, any theories, suggestions, anything about this, please go to our Facebook, um, go to our email, and, and uh, you know, and email me. If you don't remember that the email address, it, it'll be it'll, it'll be in the, in the description for this uh, podcast. But it's also uh, m o a m podcast twenty one at gmail.com. That's m o a m podcast twenty one at gmail.com. Um, or you can uh, you know uh, message us on Facebook. We do we we still do have a, f- a phone number coming. Uh, we're going to debate we're going to debut it this week but we're waiting until we have our new studio completely up and running for that so um so let's get to the question of the week so last week i asked you guys um do you feel that or do you think that our government i'm talking about uh, the united states government do you think that the us government is hiding things from us like the existence of things like bigfoot or uh past civilizations of giants or aliens or anything do you think that they're hiding things from us and if so do you think they have the right in my personal opinion I can I, I think I can almost say without a doubt that our government is hiding things from us they are they aren't telling us everything and do they have you know I mean I you know, because I'm sure that the government knows a lot more than what the than what they're they're leading on. Um, do I feel that they have the right to do so? In certain cases, yes. Certain cases, no. Let me explain. I think in the case of things like, all right, UFOs, aliens, that's like that that sort of thing. I think if they exist, we have the right to know. But, you know. If the government doesn't want to tell us what they've captured, like 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 craft wise or whatever, that's fine, you know, because you know that's that's national security. You know, the, you know they can use use those things and weaponize them for our military. I get that. They don't have to say, hey, you know, we've developed this kind of a laser or this kind of crap. No, that's fine. But if they would just say, you know, aliens do exist. You know, we have captured them. We are we do talk with them. Blah blah blah. Whatever the case may be. You know, we you know we do have down crafts what have you don't tell us where they're at because we don't need to know that you know don't tell us exactly what what you're getting out of them but just a general rough idea you know, you know instead of playing stupid and making all these people who have experiences look dumb case of bigfoot does the government know i would think that as much as the u.s government does i mean all the drones that, that they fly in this and in, in the satellites that the, you know, yeah, they could take pictures where they could take a picture of a dime on the ground from a satellite in the sky and tell you what date it is. I'm sure they have seen, if Bigfoot exists, 
I'm sure the government has seen them in the woods with, with their satellites, with their drones, with whatever. They have been seen, they have been spotted. They know they exist if they, do, if they are out there. Why can't the government come out and say, hey, look, there is a, there is a, a race of primates in, the, in you know, this area. They are protected species. You may not hunt them, you may not hurt them, or trap them or anything such as that. Um, what would that hurt the pop? Hurt, you know. Would it deter camping? Actually, I think you'd have an uptick in, in, in camping because people people would be curious in these creatures. Um, you know, if there was a race of giants that we uncovered burial grounds from, from you know a long time ago. All that's going to do is confirm religious beliefs. What's that going to hurt? It's not going to hurt anybody, anyone, anything. So yeah, I you know I do believe that the government is is hiding things, and I I'm split on the should do they have the right? They have the right when it involves national security. Otherwise, they don't have the right to keep that that scientific information from us and from the world. So with that being said, the only thing left is the question for next week. This question is, uh, energy usage in the future. Right now, the majority of our energy is generated by fossil fuels, such as burning coal, some by nuclear, a little bit by wind power and solar power. Uh, let's say 50 years in the future. 50 to 100 years. You, you tell me how far in advance you, you want to go. Within the next 50 to 100 years, do you think we're still going to be set up on the same trend of energy? Or do you think that there's going to be a big swap where we're going to go from fossil fuels to something else? Or or is it going to be a blend of everything? Or how exactly, you know, what do you think our main sources of energy is going to be in the the near 50 to 100 year future? Uh, Let me know what you think. You know, you can go on the Facebook page, uh, links down the links on this is uh, in the description to this video. You can uh, once again you can message us on there. You can you can just post uh, post down on our on our, web, our Facebook, or you can reach out to us uh, at email. And the email address once again is moampodcast twenty one at gmail dot com. P uh, moampodcast twenty one at gmail dot com. So it's been fun, guys. Uh, hopefully I'll have an episode for you guys really quick here. It should be on time from now on. Uh, the studio's not quite done, but it's it's far enough along where I can at least you'll get podcasts out, out you know, to you guys. So uh, thanks, for, thanks for listening this week. I hope to catch you guys next week. Stay safe.